0: Nick Cannon getting fired for the stuff he said is part of a bigger plan. I plan to do a video version of Unbothered about it, but the black community is going to have to do a little more listening and learn to actually have more of these important conversations That they're insisting we have having a conversation doesn't mean black people get to talk at the rest of us then we all listen silently and then we all have to be offended at the stuff they're offended by especially when you consider that other people of color live in this country too and weren't responsible for slavery I can explain better using my voice so I'll do the episode but I want it to come out the way I mean it I'm not angry and I put black community in quotes because I realize this isn't most black people, but the people that claim to speak for black people. Anyway, I'm just dropping it in your ear because if everyone isn't careful, we'll all be in the exact same place four years from now, maybe even further behind. When the media starts to turn on you, they can paint you however they want to, and when people claiming to speak for you reinforce that, it might add up to a recipe that gives you the complete opposite of what you're trying to accomplish. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute, because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. Sorry I had to read that entire thing. Uh, I'm not the best at reading. I've been very honest about that. I'm very open about that. I don't care how anybody feels about it i do my best to get through it it is what it is people are mad at me for posting that even a couple of people that i considered friends uh and i say considered with a d because um those people are mad at me and i don't know if they consider themselves to be my friends now uh i'm fine i'm i personally can be friends with anybody i don't really have I try to help people out is what I try to do like in a situation like that when I'm talking specifically about the Nick Cannon situation I feel like that is part of a bigger conversation that does need to happen if you don't know Nick Cannon said some things that were derogatory not only about Jewish people but also about white people in general and really I think let's kind of take it apart when I say that I think Nick Cannon getting in trouble is part of a bigger plan this part doesn't really have to do so much with me personally it has more to do with the way that things go and what i got at at the end when i said that the media will paint you however they want to paint you i think that the media is starting to realize and also corporations are starting to realize that the black lives matter movement is getting a little bit too strong it's getting a little bit too big it's having a little bit too much influence now some people will say that i'm racist for even saying this but i'm not saying it as me i'm saying it as what i think the perception is and what i think is really going on not trying to hurt anybody's feelings not trying to piss anybody off just trying to let you guys know the way that this is looking from a person that's not emotionally invested in that part of it So if you're mad, you want to cancel me, I already announced I'm quitting stand-up in a year. So feel free to cancel the rest of that year for me. The less I have to do, the better off I'll be. The less I'm on the road, the better off I'll be. I will figure it out. Not sweating, you people. And I don't mean you people, black people. (laughs) I realized right after I said it, I was like, that's what Ross Perot got in all that trouble for, was that you people. But I don't mean you people, black people. Uh, If I meant that, I would say black people, not sweating black people. I mean not sweating people in general. The people that have too many feelings for this conversation, go ahead and shut off the podcast. I'm just going to say a bunch of stuff you're not going to like anyway. And, you know. I'm not going to care what your opinion is as far as like if you want to chat with me, if anybody wants to comment on anything, feel free to do that. A hundred percent. Just let's be respectful about it. That's one thing. Remember, you're talking to a person of color that might have a little more inside knowledge than you do if you're a white person, especially. Uh, If you're a black person, I'm not going to tell you how to feel. I'm not saying how I'm because that's one of the biggest things you get from black people when you well black people online. Because I have to if you know me, if you know anything about me, my entire friend circle is multiracial. Yes, I do have white friends thrown in there, too. But if you know anything about me, there's a lot of mixes in there, a lot of straight up brown, a lot of straight up black so you can't come at me with the regular well you're racist or you don't know what black people go through or like any of that stuff it's like do i have first-hand knowledge of what it's like to be black obviously i don't but do i have enough black friends that i have a pretty good idea of the way things work and the way different people think about different things and also how our perception of what the world thinks of us affects the way the world reacts to us that's all stuff that i deal in all the time so you know and i uh am just trying to help out in saying like if we're trying to and also let me interrupt myself because with me i'll be honest that i'm very selfish in what my goal is in all of this i want a little bit of peace and quiet and i know that that may not be possible in my lifetime but if i can contribute to it being a little closer to that then I will be happy because when I can look at social media and not see everybody talking about race all the time, that will be a good day for me. I'm, I'm pretty over all of it from everybody's point of view, I'm over it. But unfortunately it gets shoved in my face over and over and over until the point that I get like, okay, let me look at this, maybe I have an opinion. And then I look at it and I'm like, yeah, this is where a little bit of the breakdown is happening i mean like i'm can't tell you where the entire thing is going on or the, the well i probably really could if i thought about it because being brown and gay and the fact that i've worked for all sorts of different audiences usually i talk about the fact that i work in redneck clubs because that's a lot of where i worked but a friend had to remind me the other day they were like you know at this point you you've worked for every kind of audience, and you work for every kind of audience. So don't limit yourself to just being the gay comedian that works for redneck clubs. That's not what it is. Technically, you're not even a gay comedian. You're a comedian who happens to be gay. And that's something I've said from the beginning, but now I identify more as a gay comedian because I do talk about it enough, and I talk about it enough online that I think that That's a better way for me to represent it. But I appreciate the compliment my friend was giving, and my friend is right. I do perform for every kind of audience. So, um, the thing with the Nick Cannon situation, I really do feel like is the media and corporations and the government even maybe just saying like look this movement is getting a little bit too big a little bit too powerful and one thing that i have noticed is the movement is starting to lose heart when it comes to other people and when it comes to realizing that we still have to function as a country that has all different races including white people so we can't completely turn into now we're all doing everything based on the feelings of black people and the way that some people are talking in the streets and social media there's an idea in some people's heads that that's what we're going to and terry cruz had mentioned it and people got mad at him and it was something like you know without white people um let me pull up the exact quote so i don't slander mr terry cruz um Okay, so what Terry Crews had tweeted was, defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. So, um, people got mad about that, but here's the way I feel about people getting mad at something that simple. Now, if it was just a crazy statement, if it was just like, you know, this guy is off his rocker, we all know everybody would just ignore that. People ignore stuff every day. But the thing that bothers people is that, A, terry cruz is black and b there is some truth to what he's saying like you do have to work with people of other races in order for us to get to a place of equality otherwise we do end up with this unbridled power to a particular group which is what we had to deal with with white people but we didn't have a choice because technically they were the ones that started this country once they stole the land so I get what Terry Crews is saying. I don't think he deserved the amount of backlash he got. But there are certain people that will really give kickback to that. There are certain people that will give kickback to what I'm saying. And I'm just trying to give an opinion on what I think was going on with the Nick Cannon situation. I really do feel like they felt like, okay, this is exactly what we don't need. This is exactly what we're trying to avoid. Like when Nick Cannon is saying things that dehumanize white people, that's as bad as white people saying things that dehumanize black people. Like we don't wanna get, get to a point in this country where any race feels like it's okay to dehumanize other people because that's a dangerous place to be. Now, once you start bringing Jewish people in the conversation, I don't know why Nick Cannon thought that was even going to be a good idea. And I know that it was because he was talking to um, Professor Griff from, uh, used to be from Public Enemy, um, lost his spot in Public Enemy, got fired from that group because of his opinions on Jewish people. And like, you know, he said that Jewish people are wicked. And like some of the stuff that he's saying, it's like you just can't, say stuff like that about an entire group of people and think that there's gonna be zero consequence to that. And when it came to Nick Cannon, he was basically co-signing To the stuff that he was saying and it was like yeah this isn't going to be a good recipe i don't know how you thought this was going to be a good idea i don't know how you thought this was going to be a good outcome and then there's the stuff nick cannon said about you know the Rothschilds and centralized banking and so you know if you want to go down that road you go down that road but I'll tell you honestly, 100%, I'm not going down that road with anybody. I don't care about any of that. That doesn't affect my everyday life. And I know some people would be able to say, well, it actually does. Well, you work on that. I'm going to work on what I got to work on. Because me, right now, I'm not even getting into any of that stuff. And plus, I really haven't read up enough on it, like centralized banking and the way that all works out. I watched Zeitgeist once. I don't feel like I know everything I retain very little if you know anything about my memory it's not like I'm just holding on to stuff I take stuff in and then I kick it right back out because it's like how much does that affect my life so when you start talking about all that stuff you're gonna lose me right there but you know if Nick Cannon felt like that was a good conversation for him to have he ended up finding out that it wasn't so they ended up firing him from, you know, his own show or getting rid of him, you know, and maybe the show's going under. Maybe they'll find a new host. Who knows what they're going to do? He'll probably get paid for the rest of his life off of it, though, for the duration of the of while the show runs. Because, you know, he's probably got an executive producer credit or something that's going to allow him to be able to make money. So Nick Cannon is going to be fine as far as money goes. But he did hurt himself, you know, and also I get with cancel culture and stuff like that, how certain things work out. But when you say things, because I'm not a person that believes that cancel, cancel culture should really be a thing. But when you say things that could possibly get some people seen as less than human and when that could also spill over into being backlash towards Jewish people, You have to remember that you're getting into dangerous territory at that point when it comes to Jewish people They're very protective over what gets said about them and for good reason when you go through a holocaust Maybe after it's all said and done You kind of want to be careful and make sure that people don't start these dangerous rumors about you again That got so many of your people killed that might be part of why that's not allowed i don't know i'm not i'm not a scholar by any level i think i've already made this clear if you're listening to me speak you probably already know that you didn't need the disclaimer but let's just be clear about that not a scholar here but i mean like really i grew up in arizona i didn't even know a lot of jewish people until i ended up in la and then i met two really good friends uh who were Well, actually, I have three really good friends. Ari David is a really good friend of mine. And then my friend Rich Slayton. And then my friend Jeff. Why can I not? Baldinger. I love Jeff Baldinger. I don't know why I couldn't remember his last name for a second there. But they're my friends. And they have educated me. Because uh, when it comes to Rich and Jeff, I don't know what it is Rich does exactly. Like if he tutors people on it specifically or if he just, you know really paid attention when he was coming up but rich can give you the history of jewish people and then jeff baldinger um he does something where he does tutor kids for their i don't know if it's bar mitzvahs or bomb bat mitzvahs that he tutors people for you know I know the difference between the two, one's male, one's female, but I don't know if that's what he tutors them for, but there's something where he educates people or had been, I don't know if he still does, had been educating um, young Jewish people about, you know, their history and traditions and stuff like that, so they both educated me a bit because before that i really didn't have a lot of interactions with jewish people it's just you know arizona i think we have a decent population of jewish people in scottsdale i didn't grow up in scottsdale so i wasn't around jewish people all the time so that takes that away um as far as me getting to know about that but um when it comes to nick cannon you know you just gotta know that that's not gonna go the way that you want it to go and i Stand behind everything I said because when when it comes to us having to have these conversations because a lot of people mentioned that Nick Cannon mentioned it in his in his statement, you know, when he was apologizing because first he doubled down and was like, you know, you're trying to, you know, curb my speech and I'm not going to be scared or whatever. And then, you know, the reality of his bank account dropping (laughs) or, you know, his future earnings dropping really set in for him and he put out a different more appropriate response where he you know apologized and said that we need to have some important conversations and you know there was also nick saying that uh nick and professor griff saying that black people were the original jews and that they can't be anti-semitic and you know all of that which that you know again i'll let other people argue that part of it i'm just dealing with the part that got nick can nick cannon fired specifically which i really do feel like was you know co-signing to what griff was saying that's the first thing and the second thing was the fact that uh, why is my twitter fucking going crazy right now it's like i swear as soon as i do something people want to actually interact with me so fucking annoying uh but anyway um yeah hit me up on twitter if you guys are there that's a good place to interact with me. Facebook, I'm not really, I'm on it and I I am interactive on it, but I'm not really putting up with a lot of people's shit on Facebook. I just, you know, I'm not a fan of anything that's going on on that platform. Um, but yeah. So, you know, like you start getting into that territory where now you're being racist towards white people. And I know they say that black people can't be racist, but, you know, that is, is getting real tired, too. Like the, you know, well, black people can't be racist. Well, they can certainly say some racist shit because I'm Mexican and I know plenty of black people that say racist stuff about Mexicans. And if we're being 100% honest, plenty of Mexicans say racist stuff about black people, too. And that's the other part of that argument. People are like, people of color can't be racist. Yes, we can. Everybody can be racist. It's like, you know, the world is changing. They used to say you couldn't be racist because of the way that the the power structure was set up in this country. Well, a a lot more blacks and Latinos have actual power now. So yes, they can stop you from getting jobs. Yes, they can impede what it is you're trying to do. That's a matter of fact. So when people say that, yeah, maybe that was great for 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even whatever. But nowadays, yes, anybody can be racist. Anybody that's saying racist stuff is racist. That's just what it is. So let's stop splitting hairs and acting like certain groups are just immune to racism. Can't possibly be racist. It, it, it wouldn't be a thing. Yes, it actually is a thing And so, um, you know it's Like I'm telling you And I only tell you for your own good, black people uh, You know, the black people that listen to my Podcast or are going to listen to this episode This is coming from a place of love I'm not trying to be your ally To me, allies blow smoke up your ass They're just there to be your cheerleaders That's what allies are for I'm here to be a friend And friends will tell you the truth Friends will let you know When you're getting a little bit insensitive When you are getting a little bit power hungry And I know That you're like, uh, we just got a little bit of power, and yeah, don't fuck it up this soon. Like, that's what I'm really saying to you. Like, the fact that a lot of black people won't listen to anybody else about anything at all is very frustrating because it's like, yes, I do want to see equality in this country, and like I said. For a selfish reason, just because I want everybody to shut up about equality. I don't want to hear the word equality all the time. I know it's important right now because people are still getting their rights, but across the board, I'm tired of hearing the word equality. So that's where I'm at on it. So the sooner I can help you guys get there, and I don't mean just black people on this one, because LGBT is talking about equality all the time. Latinos are starting to talk about equality, but Latinos are always slow to the race when it comes to all this kind of stuff. So believe me we won't be getting real equality until probably 2050 or something like that because Latinos just love to take the back seat if you had told Latinos to sit in the back of the bus we'd still be in the back of the bus there would have been no Latino Rosa Parks well I might have come along and taken in that taken that position but outside of me there's not a lot of beaners that are really doing it like that so um yeah When I say this stuff, it comes from a place of love. It's like, yeah, we do have to have these important conversations, but the conversations have to consist of not just you talking at us, but also Everybody else saying like hey, this is where we see the breakdown at and sometimes it's okay to take that in and be like Yeah, that might be a little bit of a blind spot for me Or that might be a little bit of a blind spot for maybe not me But people that I know and there's nothing wrong with that Like I think a lot of people have gotten used to the fact that in this country It's become very popular To think being strong in your convictions or being a person that actually stands behind what you say means that you have to go down with the ship even when there's new thinking. Even when you've noticed that maybe something is a little bit off or maybe there's a little bit that you could be adjusting. Like that's something I'm willing to do all the time. You know in 2000 what was it 15 when Black Lives Matter first popped up. I was not down at all i didn't like any of the tactics i didn't like what people were doing i didn't like the way people were talking to people and that's another thing whenever you mention the way people are talking to people that's when i get told well you're telling black people how to speak or how to express themselves no i'm not i'm saying there's a certain way that i expect everybody to act and that's black latino white asian I don't care what you are. I think we're supposed to talk to each other with respect and I'm suppo- I think we're supposed to stay polite with each other for as long as we possibly can. There's times to be more assertive and that goes for everybody as well. There's times when you really do have to put your foot down and so I get certain things that have happened. That's why up until just recently, I was down with what was going on for Black Lives Matter. I still don't agree with Black Lives Matter as an organization, which people still deny is an an organization, which has gotten on my nerves. And I've been clear about that on social media. Some people are mad at me for that too, but I don't really care. Because I really do feel like the people that are denying that Black Lives Matter is an organization Are just as dumb and blind as the people that deny that the KKK is an organization Those are both organizations I didn't compare the two and say that they're the same thing and just different Ethnicity or different colored people I said that they're the same in the way that they're both organizations. So on both sides, we have to be able to call things what they are if we're actually gonna get ahead, if we're actually gonna address things the way that we need to address them. That's the way I honestly feel about it. So. I had somebody jump on a thread the other day about that, and they were like, you know, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard comparing Black Lives Matter and the KKK, and I'm watching you, and I'm seeing what you're really, and I'm glad you're watching me, because I'm watching you too, boo. You're not the only one watching anybody around here. And if you're too stupid to understand that, I didn't say they're the same thing, outside of the fact that they're both organizations somebody is making sure all of the money goes wherever it has to go and right now financially I'm sure Black Lives Matter is kicking the KKK's ass when it comes to bringing in the money because those dollars were pouring in for BLM probably still are but you know people will get mad at me and I I just don't I can't make that my problem all the time, you know, like there's the stuff that's happening in Portland right now, you know, like the Federal authorities have started snatching people up and unfortunately under the Patriot under the Patriot Act you know, Antifa or Antifa or however you want to say it has been uh, Declared a terrorist organization by the president and so under the terror or under the Patriot Act They don't have the same right-to-do process that everybody else has. And that's unfortunate for them. But also, I'm not really a fan of what they're doing because I feel like if they really did support black people or BLM, they wouldn't do things that are going to make black people look bad, which when you start setting stuff on fire and you start breaking things like that, Makes the movement look bad. And I also understand that, you know, there were some black people that were breaking stuff But for the most part my understanding was black people including BLM wanted this to be peaceful protest That's what they wanted was to be able to have peaceful protest So if you have some white kids jump in and suddenly start throwing bricks or just making problems that aren't necessary and aren't helpful to the overall cause To me at that point you're not an ally even if you're just there to start stuff You're just there to take out anger that comes from somewhere else And you know, that's where again you lose me and the fact that BLM or black people in general haven't told the antifa people like hey, we don't need your help You're really not doing anything for us right now other than making us look bad because Again public perception is what matters you know what the public is seeing is what matters that's what they're reacting off of that's what they're going to vote off of and that's what everybody should be concerned with right now if they're really wanting to see the change that they claim that they want to see people should be a little bit worried about how people are going to vote and when you have stuff getting broken stuff getting set on fire overall vandalism and it's all happening in the name of black lives matter and then people are denying that antifa is even a thing so you have middle white america who's not noticing any of this from uh, any other perspective than what they're seeing on the news or what they're seeing on social media and they're hearing black lives matter is doing these things not realizing in a lot of cases that it is mostly the antifa kids that are making these problems you know like the the real problems of it and why the police have to go in they're just thinking like you know well president trump is our hero he's gonna get us out of this he's gonna make sure that things don't just continue to get vandalized And he's going to send in the National Guard and do what he has to do. And that's what he's been doing. And I know that the polls are telling you guys, the polls are like you guys, when it comes to you guys, I mean, the Democrats right now, you guys are really, really dumb. You so dumb. You, you are really, really dumb. That's uh, Antoine Dodson, which I know some people will say I'm racist for even doing that impression. That's another thing that's been happening lately. We'll get into that in a minute when it comes to comedy and that, like, that side of what's going on with race and comedy i'll tell you i'm not paying attention to that in a serious way at all anymore i gave it like a weekend of my life or two or three days where i was chatting with people about it but i'm not taking that shit seriously at all these people need to get lives and stop calling themselves comics if this is what they're going to do with their time but um yeah so what i was trying to get at is when people are looking at this and they're seeing that you know it looks like the president is really handling this this stuff and he's putting out law and order And making sure law and order gets enforced then there's a lot of people that feel like okay the president is saving us right now and what I was saying is you guys have to be really careful about what's going on right now when it comes to the Democrats because you guys are getting real confident again and it's surprising to me that you guys would make this mistake twice like you guys were told there was no chance Donald Trump was gonna be our president you guys were told that And you guys still went ahead and put all your confidence in the fact that Hillary Clinton was going to be our president. You guys made announcements. You guys made memes talking about how she was our president uh, or going to be our president. Everybody was just assuming that was going to be our president. And that was the polls that lulled you into that. You guys really thought you had it. And then... You know, and like I said, I've, I've talked about this before. Like, you know, I even as a person that was voting for Trump, I even got like, is this possible? You know, I mean, like I was sure it was going to happen until we got it to a couple days before. And then you got in my head, anime. And it was one of those things where I was like, OK, this I'm going to send my vote out and we'll see what happens. And so, you know, I had to go to the polling place and everything. I took a picture. I uh, put it on Instagram, but you know, I had to do what I had to do. I had to get down there, make it happen. And then, sorry, I shouldn't yawn on my own podcast, but I do that. Um, and then what happened? Donald Trump ended up being your president. So you guys are making the same mistake again. You guys don't learn. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to feel bad for this at all when it turns out the way it's going to turn out because nobody wants to listen nobody people just want to talk at people and you can call me a lot of things you can say a lot of things about me But i do listen a lot that's why you know people are usually surprised even though i don't retain a lot of stuff i know you know the the basics of what i'm supposed to know and people are usually surprised at the amount of different ways i can come at something and that's because i have a lot of people that don't necessarily want to be interactive on my page that's something that's a, a very big thing people don't even like to like a lot of the stuff that i post or react to it Unless it's really, really benign and has nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with people wearing masks, nothing to do with COVID, none of that. People don't like to respond to my stuff in that way because I am a person who people will actually come to my page, click to see who's liking stuff that I post Which is very annoying to me that people do this because if you know anything about me and the people that follow me A lot of the people that follow me are polar opposite when it comes to politics and almost everything else But they'll like my stuff in some cases because they can hear me saying it They know what my voice sounds like So it's not even about liking the point of what i'm saying. Sometimes they completely don't agree with the point they're just like Oh, yeah, I just think ty's funny for even saying this or you know, I can hear it in your voice That's some like a, a comment that I get a lot is people will be like I read this in your voice And so it's really not fair for other people to assign a consequence to people Just reacting to my stuff, but it's something that happens. So that's something that I have to deal with on the end of like, you know marketing and stuff like that sometimes it'll you know look like people aren't really reacting to my stuff, but Some of those things get zero reaction or not zero. I never get zero reaction, but, uh, get very little reaction publicly on Facebook, which I need to get rid of that being the main platform I'm on because I'm really tired of Facebook and the way people behave there. But, um, that's my strongest platform, I would say, where I get the most interaction. Twitter is starting to really come up. Instagram, my stories, um, that gets but, you know, I'm naked all the time. So that kind of I don't know how much that matters towards my opinions um, But but you know, it's fun. I mean like I have fun on Instagram stories and stuff like that And that's where people really get to see my personality um, I, You know, there's some people that come at it from like a sexual point of view or whatever, I guess or but For the most part people just see it as like my personality and that's not the way i do it there's a different way that i would post things if i was trying to be sexual with people i'm just naked all the time and or wear very little clothes all the time and that's just you know i'm not gonna put on clothes to do an instagram story especially when i just wake up and Also, I want people to see the progression of what's happening with my body because I have been working out a lot and I'm doing different things with my diet. And I want people to actually be able to see what's possible in the way that they can change their bodies if they want to. And, you know, if I can inspire you or remind you that it's time to go to the gym, then that's something that I would definitely like to do you know and not just from an aesthetic point of view but from a point of view like with COVID out there we should all try be trying to be more healthy you know like i've upped my calories because i was you know undernourishing myself kind of you know i was living in a cut basically is the way that i was doing it before And then I was like, well, why don't I go for something different? Because I've been, you know, able to stay small for so long outside of like, you know, the times that I get in relationships or I get super busy and I can't really work out the way and then I'll gain some extra weight that I don't need. And I'm not like tip top shape. But in a lot of cases, you know, I stay very low body fat. Six point eight percent is where I was at at one particular time. And I know I've been lower than that even within the last year, you know, so when you're doing stuff like that and you're like okay well let me see if i can build my body up more and also show other people what's possible then you know that's where the instagram stories really come in because people get to see like on the daily like oh okay things do change slightly daily or you know you're filling in a little bit more and like that's another thing that i wanted to do was like i want to see what my body looks like as as much of a full man body that I can build up as it can do. So, you know, that's a part of that. But like, you know, Facebook is where I usually like interact the most and people will act will assign a consequence to people reacting to my stuff when a lot of times they're not even paying attention. You know? And I a lot of in a lot of cases do two things on Facebook. I either try to have fun or I try to encourage people to do things in a way where they'll actually get what it is they want and that's like all people that's like anybody that I care about when I see people really complaining about things that's when I usually feel like okay some of these I can't help with but the ones that I can help with let me help you know when it comes to stand-up comedy you know whether you like me or not which I don't think you're listening if you don't like me but there's some people that hate listen I'm sure so whether you like me or not I am good at good at what I do and I am funny and I have been performing for people that are the opposite of me the entire time that I've been doing this since I first picked up a mic you know I've been performing for people that aren't necessarily what you would consider my target demo I never got to perform for what most people would consider my target demo which would be gay audience because when I first started doing comedy that wasn't really an option and then when I really started doing comedy you know gay comics the ones that were running stuff at that time, now there's different gay comics and this doesn't apply to them, but the ones that were running the stuff at that time, especially in LA, were jealous because I would, I performed in so many regular shows at that point, that, you know, they all look like amateur hour because the only time they would ever go up was when there was a gay show and there were only limited gay shows to go to and there were almost no gay open mics. Now there's open mics in a couple gay spots, but, you know, things weren't like they are now. So, you know, I would come in and just blow them out of the water, which of course led to me. Being ostracized. And, you know, that's not something I'm bitter about because it made me be a better comic. So it's not something I hold on to in a bad way, but this is just the reality of the way that my comedy career has worked out. You know, so when I'm seeing people. That want to make a change even for themselves as far as the way people treat them or the way the world reacts to them It's like this is something I can help with you know when it comes to comedy specifically That's something I can really help with and the other day people were upset at a comedian by the name of jessica curson I believe it's pronounced curse I could be wrong uh, full disclosure. I don't actually know jessica I've seen her perform once. I think I introduced her, myself to her She's friends with a guy named frank Liotti, That's a gay comedian from new york and he's super fun funny like super funny I met him and then I hit him up on Facebook and like you know I just think he's so entertaining and so great and I love him you know even though I don't know him know him like just met him once but I love him I think he's great and then Jessica I think is really funny really great I automatically fall in love with anybody that's really good at what they do or what I do what we do you know when it comes to comedy stand-up I love it when people and I love those people because I'm like yes this this is what I need to see. People absolutely kill it in a room, destroy it. And uh, I had always seen Jessica online, and so I already knew her. And I think we were Facebook friends, or I had liked her fan page. I'm not sure which it was at the time. Now I'm pretty sure it's both. Um, but you know, uh, I, but I, I just knew her from online. And then one day she dropped it in the, at the comedy store and just absolutely destroyed it. And I was like, this is so great. This is exactly you know, what I like to see. And so, um, I, like I said, I think I introduced myself to her that night, but we're not friends. We don't know each other. So I'm not trying to paint it like, you know, we're besties. That's one thing. Like when you say anything that's positive about people online, other people get like, Oh, your friend, why don't you talk to your friend about this? And I'm like, I never said we were friends like that. I don't even know and why are you so stupid in the way you deal with people? Oh, talk to your friend. Why don't you go back and talk to your friend? Why don't you get a fucking life, bitch, talking about shit that doesn't affect you? How about you get funny? How about we do that? Can we do that? Can we all just get funny? How about we all just agree we should all just be funny? How about that? How about we stop listening to people that aren't funny? How about we listen? stop listening to people that don't go up, that don't do stand-up? We have so many people in these comedy groups and different places that are believing that they're stand-up comedians because they went up in went up in an open mic once. It's like that's not the way this works. So keep your fucking bullshit opinions to yourself on something that you don't actively do. There's nothing more frustrating Than these people that don't even actually do it getting in the way of funny people like every time they get in the way of somebody it's always somebody funny. It's always somebody good and what happened was Jessica Kirsten does these online like sketches you can call them and they're just her usually sometimes she does them with you know her friends like I know she's done them with Frank before but usually they're just her she did one in particular apparently in 2016 the name of the character was Shaniqua Shaniqua was a black character she didn't do blackface anything like that just a voice and it was saying some stuff about Trump and I didn't really pay attention to the sketch itself I did see it and I could like play the audio here but I don't want to do that because if anybody has soft feelings and this is their first time hearing it then they could go back and give her a hard time and I don't want to make any more headaches for this woman than she's already had she doesn't deserve any of them in my opinion not a single one of them if you want to have a conversation with somebody about something like this you have a conversation with them about it but you're not canceling anybody you're not canceling a 30-year career which i believe is how long she's been doing it for 30 years so 30 years of career and then she puts out this sketch that's under a minute and it's not her saying anything racist. it's nothing it's her doing an impression of probably somebody that she's come across in her life which to me is not at all racist or offensive and shouldn't be to anybody. And this is where we'll get back into the like, you know, well, this is you telling black people what they should be offended about. And I don't give a fuck. Like right now, I'm gonna tell you exactly the way I feel when it comes to stand-up comedy or things to do with comedy. In a lot of cases, you're just drawing from people that were in your life or people that you've met and the character that she did, whether you like it or not, is a character that we've all met or seen in real life. Now, it may not be the most uh, flattering portrayal of a black person ever. It may not be, but it's definitely a character that we have seen. So why is it I'm supposed to act like I'm so offended because this person did a character like it does? It doesn't make sense to me at all. That this is now supposed to be racist. And the fact that other stand up comedians or people that identify as stand up comedians were trying to get her canceled made no sense to me at all. And what they were upset about was not only that she did the impression, but that when they called her on it and told her that she was racist, that she didn't just submit and roll over and say, I was racist. And then she was willing to have the conversation. She deleted the video. It was from 2016. Most people aren't thinking about stuff that they posted. In in 2016 that stuff like unless it went super viral it's not stuff you think about it's gone and it's you know in your files or whatever on facebook but it's not something you're thinking about it you know apparently somebody was watching videos that's one of the videos that came up they got offended, so they went ahead and, you know, said that she was racist, which is an awful place to start a conversation is by calling somebody racist. I mean, like, at least ask them what their intention were or let them know what you think, but don't just start at racist. But they started at calling her racist. Then she was like, Yeah, I'm not racist And I'm paraphrasing, you know, I'm not going to pull up her exact tweets. I'm not going to go that far back in her history. I'm I'm just giving you guys the general story and telling you where I came at it from. So I went on one of the message boards, like the comedy boards, the the comedy groups that I'm a part of, which they had made me a moderator on. And uh, I was just like, yeah, you know, what Jessica Kirsten went through this last weekend was complete bullshit. And if you're a comic out here trying to cancel other comedians, I think you should just quit stand-up. And then people got mad at me for that. And it was really just two people that were super hype about it. One of them was a black woman, one of them was a white woman. And uh, the black woman I was willing to talk to because, you know, like if you're feeling a particular way about this and you wanna express why it is you think that an impression that's voice only, not blackface or anything else, just a, an, a woman doing an impression of a voice why you think that this is so offensive, then I can at least hear it out. Make your case. But as far as the white woman goes, in this particular instance, I don't really know why you're being offended for other people. And she later on said she had a black son or half black son and I get it, but you're still being offended for other people. Like you're still a white woman. So go work on that with your grandma or your mom or whoever you know in your family that you can personally affect you do that but as far as you talking to me a brown person about racism and the subtleties of it save it bitch so anyway uh this particular black woman she was mad and couldn't like just make her point you know and it wasn't working out well for her because she was just trying to do the like you know you don't understand racism and I'm like I'm brown and from Arizona I understand racism I understand discrimination and I still don't see how a woman doing an impression is racist to you and even if you think it is racist I still don't think that we as comedians should be trying to get each other canceled that's just not something I'm for and I don't really care what it's about unless it's something terrible and I don't really think we should be trying to get each other canceled. And that's just the way I come at it. So, you know, I'm, I'm willing to talk to you about it or hear you out. She never got to her point. She brought up my plastic surgery. Like everything she was doing was like a deflection. And it was just like, this is terrible. You're a terrible representative for whatever it is you're trying to do right now. Because you should have been able to, like if you were good at any of this, you should have been able to completely shut this down in a way where I would be like, okay, well, I may not fully agree, but at least I understand why you see it that way and I can see how you would be so strong in your convictions on this particular thing i can see how right now you would be like this is the way i feel about it and nobody's changing my mind but you didn't do that instead you squandered your opportunity by talking about plastic surgery which at the same time calling me not funny and a hack and it was like all the stuff she was saying was like yeah anybody that's reading this anybody that's part of the comedy community will know that what you're saying is not true so like and then she said that I got ran out of LA so I put a quick post up on the on the board about that and then a bunch of LA comics like that's where everybody did like have my back because me leaving LA I did an episode of this about it and it had nothing to do with anybody like trying to run me out of LA nobody that was trying to talk shit to me online in LA was in real life if anybody knows Anything about me during that particular time I was out more than ever at that particular time and comedians that were actually doing comedy Were really having my back during that time because while people were trying to call me all sorts of names and shit on me and everything else I was showing up at every open mic doing spots Just like everybody else and working on the stuff that I had to work on because I was turning out a bunch of new material at that time That was supposedly controversial, but it was making a lot of people laugh So it was really going well for me And so it was like who would have been running Running me out of town, like I was getting on everything. I I got canceled, quote unquote, online, and worked more than ever immediately after that. So I don't really know what anybody thought was going on at that time. And this person that was arguing with me, this woman, was living in Chicago. Lives in Chicago. Didn't even live in L. A. when I was in L. A. So it's like, so now you're trying to tell me that I got ran out of a town that you weren't even in, and you don't know the facts to that particular situation. So I. Edged educate you on that and you won't accept that like you know the story better than I do bitch how's that even possible like you didn't even know I existed because that's another thing she was like I never heard of you it's like well then you never heard of me sorry you don't know your industry industry like you know when people tell me that and they're comedians if a regular person tells me that I'm like yeah that makes sense I'm not famous whatever I don't I don't care about that You know, but when people that are other comedians tell me that I'm like, yeah, then you must not get out much because whether people like me or not, a lot of people know about me and a lot of the comics you respect either like me or love me. I mean, like real comics, like comedians that actually work aren't really arguing about shit like this on the regular. I'll tell you, I'll let you guys see behind the curtain on that. When it comes to actual comics, even if I don't agree with them, working comedians agree with what they said, I'm not publicly bashing them because we're all just trying to work. And there's very few things that actually make me feel like it's worth getting in the way of somebody else working. So that's where I'm at on it. So you're already letting me know you're an open micer by all the shit you're saying. And the fact that you don't agree with somebody doesn't mean they're not funny. It doesn't suddenly make them a hack. I'm a lot of things. I'm not a hack. So, you know, it's like you're saying these things that aren't, at all pertinent to the conversation that we're having so this thing that's supposed to be so important to you that you feel so strongly about you cannot explain it you can't just say this is why I think it's racist instead you have to go to everything else well now I don't respect you on any level not only do I not respect you as a comic I also don't respect you as a human being or a person trying to make a point I don't even think you're a smart person at this point You know, and I let it go on way too long because, like I said, I was a moderator of that particular group, but, like, towards the end of that little part of the conversation i hit up the other moderators and i was like yeah i'm done with this shit turning in my badge folks because i felt like the only reason i even let it go on for as long as it did is because i felt like as a moderator it was almost like i had a duty to be somewhat customer service and be somewhat cool about it you know and somewhat explain myself and i tried 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 even at the end you know like towards the end i even told her i was like you know if you ever end up in Vegas hit me up I'll try to hook you up with some spots I don't hate you I don't dislike you you know I just don't agree with you on this particular thing and I don't know why you're trying to bring up a bunch of other things that don't matter but really I don't hold any of this against you you know people have emotions and then she said some shit like you know well I wouldn't even look your direction and it's like all right bitch well then don't look my direction I don't I don't need you either like that's what a lot of people don't get is I don't and I know it really bothers people because I—that's—I think they do get it, and that's why they're so bothered. Speaking of unbothered, they need to get unbothered. Um, but I think that's what really does bother people is that they know that I don't care, and whether or not they like me is not going to affect anything. It's—it doesn't hurt. It, it doesn't hinder my sleep. There's nothing that happens to me outside of like you know when I'm online and I'm doing this shit. Like, you know, sometimes people are like, you know, you argued with that person all day. And I was like, "Mm, no, technically that was kind of quick because I'm good at just saying what I have to say and then being done with it. Like I said, that one went on longer than I wanted to. That one took like longer than I wanted to. It was like two hours, but it was mainly because the the white one wouldn't shut up. And it was like, you're so unnecessary. And eventually what I did was I isolated the white one um, because, you know, the other one uh the black woman just wasn't good at anything like when it like and i if i sound grossed out it's because i really am i hate when people aren't good at making their arguments or like putting up a debate you know and even if i think everything you say is bullshit if you're good at wording it i'll be like yeah that was that was cool that was respectable but when you just can't do it and you're trying to like finesse with personality i'm like yeah you don't even have a good personality You're not, you're not good at anything. Oh, you know, Uh, but the the white one, I ended up like isolating her and making my point with her because I had told her in so many words. I was like, yeah, you know, just when it comes to white people and being offended for other people, that's not something I do. So let's just not do it. And then she still kept pursuing me. So I was like, all right, bitch, let's fucking do it. And sure enough, she turned out to be exactly what, you know, she fucked up. And I'm not going to tell you guys how she fucked up because I'm not trying to ruin her. I'm not going to tell you her name. But I did end the conversation by being like, yeah, you could get canceled over what you just said if I wanted to be an asshole about it. If I really wanted to be an asshole, you could get canceled just for that. So how about from now on, when you're trying to cancel other white people, you take this feeling with you. And remember what it's like When you don't know that you fucked up. But the other person definitely knows that you do. Or did. Because she did. You know, it was just like, you know, if I wanted to play the, like, you know. She's racist. She doesn't care about brown people. She only cares about certain people like black people. If I want to do that, I definitely could have. But I have no interest in doing any of that. Even to open micers that I end up finding out later through direct message aren't funny. (sighs) You know, but also I was talking about information and stuff like that and why, you know, I really do feel like I have a more well-rounded view of a lot of things than a lot of people do because, one, I don't have a lot of feelings about a lot of things. Like on the podcast, it's called Unbothered. If anybody doesn't know how this works, because you're probably like, you know, you sound bothered at certain points. It's called Unbothered because the way this podcast works is I start off talking about something that's bothered me or things that have bothered me throughout the week, Um, and then I talk about them to the point where I'm unbothered. And one of the reasons that I am so unbothered in regular life um, and also online, even while things may look like they're a fucking shitstorm sometimes, is because I don't get a lot of personal feelings about things and I also am always open to reading or Hearing certain things from different people, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a friend If, if somebody drops like a, a link in a way like, you know, hey I know your opinion is because these are actual messages I get sometimes they sound like or, you know, this is The gist of them. Uh, hey, I know you think the way you think about certain things Um, I happen to find an article that, you know I think might change your thinking or that might be at the very least of interest to you I have an opposite opinion uh, do you mind reading this or when you get a chance read this and then maybe we can discuss it that's something that happens for me all the time people will uh, include video clips sometimes sometimes it's like a blog post that somebody else put up sometimes it's um, an article but these are things people people send me stuff all the time you know just to offer some knowledge or a different perspective And unless it's complete bullshit, like from something that's like, you know, a online version of a tabloid or something like that. And even then, sometimes I'll check it out because I'm like, well, there might be a grain of truth in this that I can pull or something that I can, you know, or even just out of respect to certain people. It's like, well, if they took the time to send me a link, then I can at least look at it. And so, you know, but I I don't feel like, you know, oh, well. That person clearly doesn't know what they're talking about. So, I mean, they don't agree with me already. Why would I bother watching or reading this? I'm not that type of person. I'm always like, yeah, I'll check it out. And so, you know, I check out a lot of things. And so I do have a well-rounded perspective on a lot of things when it comes to, like, social issues or politics or, you know, all the stuff that people are talking about online, you know i've seen a lot of opinions on you know i i voted for donald trump i'm not a devotee i you know i'm not like burying my head in the sand to a lot of things and that's why i point out that the same thing people do with joe biden and hillary clinton even though the news and uh, A lot of different ways these people have been exposed you know as not being the most on the up and up just to be the most general about it you know and even what hillary clinton did with bernie and you know or the dnc did with bernie or what hillary was a part of that happened to bernie you know all of that stuff if you really think about it is gives people everything that they would need to know to be like oh these people aren't as good as i'm making them seem on social media but they they don't let it sink in so then when they come back to like the actual trump supporters and they're like well how can you still support him after he said this and this and this it's like the same way you still supported hillary and the same way you're ready to support biden now it's the exact same thing there's really Shouldn't be such a mystery since you're doing it yourself. You know, I think they call it cognitive dissonance. I think that's what they call it. But, you know, I don't know anything about anything ever. So you guys take my racist words for what they're worth. (sighs) This has been Ty Rivera. Everybody stay unbothered.